Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey guys, welcome to Online Bullshit. That's Nathan Lee. And that's Katie Mordhorst. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. I'm loving them. Like it's McDonald's, but it's us. I'm loving him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love us. I know it. Um, our last episode was about NT Lawyer in telling a story. We had to talk about the person who is helping to out who he is. Um, he served her with stalking charges. Yeah. And then it kind of becomes a story about her, you know, and she's not a public figure. Yeah, not so much. And um, we, throughout like the last like four episodes that we've done before this one, we were mm-hmm. talking about like people who are kind of fair game because they had like recorded instances of, shall we say, bad behavior. Yeah. And they have placed themselves... I don't know. Uh, I guess if you have a podcast, are you um, kind of placing yourself? I don't know. I guess I could also argue that Cassandra is placing herself in a spot. Like putting herself out there. She's a main character in this story. Yeah. But I will say this, that we did not like know a lot about her. Well, you didn't. I didn't know a lot about her. I know what I've read online. Um, and then I was educating you about the whole thing. So you didn't really know anything. Yeah. From the evidence, I'd say. Yeah. One can make a lot of assumptions. Well, the, the, the injunction, the restraining order that we got, obviously that's just like his side of the story. Right. And so it was kind of like from looking at his side of the story, it's like, oh yeah, this looks like she's definitely not reacting well to this breakup or um whatever happened before the breakup seemed like she was already like that's why he he made the stalking charge to begin with is he had evidence to show yeah that she was already texting him in a rage yeah we don't really know why yeah and my main thing my main thing was that 
she was, from what I saw, that she was calling him a lot, like yeah. over and over and over. So, and yeah. that, that and you, sort of signified to me that like, that's kind of like, to me, that's really weird behavior. I don't know. Well, can I tell you? Cassandra put out a chapter two of like the beginning of their relationship. Oh, okay. Where she said that when they first started texting and like talking mm-hmm. and not just sending emails and being strangers, they were like kind of becoming friends. He would send 50 messages during the night while she was asleep. Oh, so he's like a big insomniac. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or um, I would wake up, like I was just compare it to myself. I've woken up to a bunch of texts from a guy before. Really? Yeah. And just been like, oh, this is the late at night behavior. Like either someone is up drinking or smoking pot or something that makes their inhibitions less. Yeah. Like what kind of stuff do they tell you? Do you remember that one guy I'd show you his text and he'd be like, I want you to sit on my face. <laughs> yeah. And that was like all night long. It and wasn't. You, that would, it you was would like wake twice. Up to that in the morning. That's so sexy when you're just waking up yep. with your eyes full of crust. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you want to sit on my face right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was more like, um, I mean, too bad you sent this to me while I was asleep and yeah. like, there's no way for me to get this going again like, like what do they assume you're gonna like wake up in the middle of the night and they be like think oh you're he awake. wants me why would anybody be awake <laughs> exactly <laughs> i don't so know silly uh yeah no i love my sleep and i turn on my thing that says no messages are gonna buzz yeah. while i'm asleep yeah so and they don't get a clue from that that there's like no chance that any of these 50 million messages are gonna get responded to yeah because I, I have never had anybody do that to me. And if they ever did, I would be like blocked immediately. They sort of already have this relationship where they text Just multiple like times back to back. Well, because it was a long distance relationship. So that's sort of like their primary method of communication. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we heard from Cassandra, um, and we just wanted to basically say that we weren't trying to victim blame or victim shame. We do believe that NT is like, a shitty person oh yeah yeah and that's kind of why i read that crazy blind item to you about heather o'rourke yeah because it's most likely he just like made up that story himself well and that's the thing that like establishes uh, a baseline for the fact that like he is not above just making shit up out of whole cloth right. in order to like get an advantage make money make you know um have a relationship with somebody like obviously he's like he loves to lie and he's the one that um i think is usually in control or something yeah um like in these celebrity stories that he writes he's the anonymous one yeah and he doesn't really get any of the negative effects because he's anonymous Mm -hmm. like only diana jenkins sued him you know the fact that a, p- a ton of people haven't sued him, at least as anti lawyer. It's like he's the one that's always running the show. Yeah. And also, it's like it probably by virtue of the fact that he is an attorney, people right. are probably really less willing to sue him, unless, like Diana Jenkins, they have scads of money in order to just throw lawyers back at him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he knows that. Yeah, so, you know, I, I was talking to someone on Reddit. Uh-huh. We were, spe- you know, speculating again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what this whole thing is about. Um, 
I said, well, the interesting thing here is that when NT filed these stalking charges, he did have something to show to make it look like Cassandra was stalking him. Yeah, well, and a lot of the texts no, were and sort I of know. like had no context. Yeah, we have no idea. Which I didn't kind of like. Like he could have responded after that and said even crazier stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, who knows? Who knows what she's yeah. reacting to right. that he said to her? But, um, and I was like, the dumb part here, I think, is that he treasures his anonymity so much. Why is he putting this into a court filing like that seems like the dumbest thing he could do and me and this other person were saying i think he's done this before and it's worked oh yeah i think like anytime he has a relationship and i'm not saying romantic it's Mm -hmm. maybe just any kind of relationship he kind of always turns to uh what he knows as a lawyer to try to to try to end it without He's he's litigious yeah. He's probably very litigious. Oh, I think in he general. he uses that knowledge to be once again the one that's dry, driving the relationship in the direction he wants. Yeah. And uh, I guess up until now it's like worked, which is why I'm like, yeah, the story here is this guy wants to be anonymous and now he's not. Now we know who he is. Yeah. And I wonder if like a restraining order is like less a real thing that he wants and more of like a threat oh yeah yeah well i think um it sounds like he didn't try to have a conversation with her about ending the relationship yeah but if he did well, can i ask you a question though do we know like he didn't want to have a conversation so do we know how he did end it did he just ghost her or oh according to her okay on the day when she got served these papers 30 minutes before she got served Mm -hmm. he said i love you oh my god that (laughs) that's the thing where i'm like dude whenever i look back on the end of a relationship though yeah i am always like oh there was this point in time where you knew that we were gonna break up Mm -hmm. and you were like keeping it a secret yeah and i'm like not only keeping it a secret like not even kind of being a douche it's usually to me, like leading her on, yeah, manipulating her still. I mean, that's worse. Yeah. Uh, what they've done to me before is like been like, yeah, we're going on a date, but I'm not gonna act like I'm having any fun. Yeah. Oh, and I've, I've been had like, dates like that, and it's just like, why, why, why did you invite me? Yeah, and like, like you I went crazy this. in my own head, being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, I've had that happen, and it's so. I'm like, I could have stayed home tonight. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you think you're really great, but you're not. I'm just like, I just want some. I was poon. just here. Yeah. Yeah. I was here for the poon. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like, stop acting like you breaking up with me is going to ruin my life. Like, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll move on. I'm a, an adult. And I think there was at one point she does say in one of the texts that's in the filing, she says, it's like, I just want to know what's going on. Uh huh. And, so obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but it seems that he just didn't tell her anything before he served her the papers, like you said. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you about this movie I watched. Okay. I guess, okay. Would you say that NT Lawyer groomed Cassandra? You know, I have an issue with the word grooming. Well, and we said in, it like, about Colleen Ballinger. Yeah. Because. 
everyone online was accusing her of, of grooming. Yeah. And we were like, but she wasn't she didn't really have the end goal uh that a groomer usually has. Yeah. Which is yeah. to manipulate someone into like a sexual relationship. Yeah. And th- here's the thing. Uh, absolutely, I think he saw a woman who was vulnerable in certain ways that he knew he could take advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, um, single mom, I think you said two special needs kids. Men like this do search for people like that who are vulnerable. But can we call that grooming? Well, what Because, I... like, she wanted a relationship. Yeah, but, you know, when we were talking about that disgusting voice note he sent... Yeah. That was like, you know, we were saying, we don't know if this is a consensual, like, sub-dom relationship. Yeah. And my yeah. point was, sometimes you kind of, without without specifically saying it, are agreeing to a relationship like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because no one has actually outright asked or put it in those words we also don't know we don't know and this but this would be grooming if he he was like you know first dipped his toe in the water and then like pushed it a little more and pushed it a little more so once again like she is the proverbial frog in the pot Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden she's accepting behavior that she's not really interested she's not really interested in but just like if he needs this to keep the relationship going so i guess like maybe that can be defined as a form of grooming i think in that particular context of the the, whatever sort of uh, bdsme dynamic that he wanted yeah i think you get to a point this probably didn't happen to you in college (laughs) in college now When you're going to like orientation at the beginning, yeah, they do a lot of um role playing, like (laughs) where they teach you how to ask for consent and give consent, yeah, because in college, date rape happens, I think, so often because this is people's first experience with alcohol, yeah, and also sexual experiences and being out of their parents' house and having like total freedom it's a total toxic soup if there's no guidance yeah so i think like um those lessons are important and if you're wanting to enter into a relationship like this it would be a good idea to outright ask and have the con the consents conversation my understanding is and we don't know how he approached this we're just i'm just assuming that there was a from a grooming context to this from context. it looks like that but my understanding with most bdsm relationships and like they're the, really about a, consent they're about consent there's like a right way to do this there are like you know rules set down yeah exactly in, in like i don't know any of the rules <clears throat> but i And then every once in a while you meet someone who hasn't read anything about that shit or like the guy that I was talking to on Hinge who wanted me to be in a dog collar. Hey, this is editing Katie popping in to give some more context to this. Um, This man on Hinge just started sending me audio messages. Um, And so what he doesn't know now is that I still have those messages And I show them to people at every chance I get. And so I would like you to take a listen and please enjoy. I can say that he has no charisma. Um, You'll be obedient and like being collared and um, yeah, you can be a a good girl. I think you're going to submit very easily and very naturally tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see uh, 
how courageous you are, not over text, but in person. Uh, here's an idea. Why don't you put some of this info in your profile so that we know a little bit sooner? Ooh, very sassy, Katie. Um, how about I do what I want? Well, I've had, I've texted with guys and, or at least like one fella who was like, I want to be a master. Will you be my slave? Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, at least that's, he's like, at least he asked. At least he asked. Yeah. You know? And I was like, no, thank you. And then he was like, okay, that's not what I'm into. Bye. And I was like, fine. I know. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm like, if this is really important to you, like that guy on Hinge. Yeah. It's good to, I think, ask up front. Uh-huh. He, so I told him like, why don't you put this shit on your profile? Yeah. And he was like. Ooh, sassy. Oh, exactly. And that's, it just became see, like that's a shitty. Game. That's super shitty. It's like, oh, you're the one who's having like a, first of all, calling you sassy, like as a woman. It's like, no, I have an absolute right to yeah. point things out, point out your Bullshit. bad behavior. If that, you're not involved yeah. in the BDSM community, you don't know uh, that consent is one of the most important things that they're interested in. They're not interested in doing this to be, to hurt people. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all about like, um, it's like a fun it's, play. It's a power dynamic, but that's, it's supposed, you know, yeah, but like, but safely. you're supposed to be like, usually that's part of the power dynamic is the, like the sub like, usually there's, um, did you ever see Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Most fucking stupid, boring movie I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. I was also, like, super wasted, so I didn't really take much of it in. But I know there's, like, this huge scene where they're negotiating the contract. Yeah. And I understand that, like, usually you figure out, like, you define your parameters as the submissive. Mm -hmm. And you get to define, like, you can do this. Don't touch my face. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. no cupping because I don't like heat. I don't know. I've never been in this what relationship kind of like this. What cupping is that? I don't know. It's like, like cupping, but it's really hot, right? Oh, it's not that hot. Oh, I guess there's like a way to do cupping like that's glass. like super hot. Oh. Yeah, because I remember I had a friend who was really into it and she used to show me, like, after she would get cupped by somebody, she would show me like all the the red spots and they would oh, like I... last for days so there oh must that's be... just because cupping oh my god i did Katie is showing me <laughs> cupping brings blood to the area that you've put the cup on oh i thought it was a heat thing no oh all right uh if you use glass cups yeah uh the way to form a section is to put a lighter on the inside yeah but it's it doesn't actually feel hot on your skin okay it just kind of um creates suction and then that brings blood to the area so like this area that i'm showing you yeah was oh super tight and painful that and looks, this loosened it up that looks disgusting i know i can't wow. show people this yeah oh my god people would be really concerned Anyways, i'm in a bdsm relationship with myself yeah <laughs> um, aren't we all i know how to ask for consent yeah yeah <laughs> And so something I was watching last night uh -huh. was that movie May, December. Oh, yes. So the, the I'm just going to explain the plot of the movie is this is why I think it came out after Mary Kay Letourneau died. Uh -huh. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's very close to the Mary Kay Letourneau story. Yeah. So imagine Mary Kay Letourneau, who famously was a teacher and 
and uh, got in a sexual relationship with her 12-year-old student. Went to jail for that, and then they got married afterwards. Yeah, when she served her time. Yeah. Um, she also had babies in jail. Yeah. Um, they had like three kids, right? I think so. Yeah. I think they had a lot. Anyways, so while she was in jail, he was just on the outside like raising the kids. Mm-hmm. And he was super young, obviously. So this movie was about like as if... Um, we were looking at their lives post prison, mm-hmm. um, and they're raising their kids and their kids are now like 12, 13, 14, 15, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, my whole, um, thought about this movie when I was watching it last night was. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think Hollywood is kind of obsessed with portraying these kinds of relationships in movies okay, um, that are taboo, where one person is a lot older than mm-hmm. the other one. Um, like Lolita. Yeah. Like um, there was a show that was on Hulu a few years ago that I was really into, and it was called A Teacher, and it was about a female teacher um, starting a sexual relationship with a student who was like a hot guy. Like in real life, he's like 25. So part of me watching it was like, well, I can rationalize this. He's 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also Notes on a Scandal, if you remember that one. No. Oh, that was with like Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench. Oh, okay. That's another like big Holly. It became a big Hollywood movie and it had the, it was basically another version of Mary Kate Letourneau in its own way, but like in Britain. Who was the victim in that movie? Like one of her students. Okay. Some kid. I just was like, is it Judy Dench or is it? <laughs> no. I, honestly, honestly, I could, I watched about a quarter of it, uh-huh. but it was when the sexual relationship with the kids, I could not continue for oh. some reason. I don't know why. Well, I was just like, I can't watch this. When I was the young, when I was really young seeing these pieces of media. Yeah. I also thought it was hot. Yeah. Like, and then I remembered being that age. Like, I remember being in high school and having, like, a really cute English teacher. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, if he had ever paid that kind of attention to me, like, bam, I'd be in it. Yeah. Because yeah. at that age, you don't know. You don't, To you, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so mature. We have like oh, a you think real you know love. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now that I'm an adult and I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really fucked up. I never had I, any hot teachers. You didn't? No, they were all like old, old ladies. Old and mean. 
Yeah. I had that a lot, but then when I got to high school, they started to get hotter. But none, none. when I'm on, when I was on that side of the age difference here, yeah, you could you could see yourself being easily drawn like a, in by somebody who would just like yeah. pay you a little bit of attention. And at, in high school, so horny. Yeah, didn't know For that sure. that's what it was. Yeah, didn't know how to. Um, do anything about it oh yeah yeah yeah. so if someone older who knew what they were doing was like come on let's do sex well it's like take (laughs) a child yeah this is what puberty is take a child Uh, suddenly make them crazy horny when they've never been crazy horny before yeah and then like as horny as they're ever going to be in their entire life put that on a 13 year old and see what fucking happens yes that's how that is how biology works yeah in humans so there we go these relationships are depicted on screen a lot and finally in this movie that i watched last night um you're seeing the ramifications of this relationship yeah they're not glamorizing it um so basically it's them when they're old and raising kids Mm -hmm. and natalie portman is playing an actress who's going to play this mary kay letourneau character so she's going to spend time with them and see what um, what she's like and what their relationship is like. The young boy, who in real life I think his name was Billy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's now an adult, but he doesn't act like an adult. He still acts like the woman is his mom. Yeah, I remember you said there was like this really creepy mother son dynamic with. Them. Yeah, she runs the household. And she tells him what to do, mm-hmm. which is not unlike a lot of marriages. But yeah, yeah. Um, he still just acts really naive, and um, he ends up making out with Natalie Portman. Oh, and in my, I totally want to see that. Yeah, in my yeah. brain, I was like, yeah, he's like never had a relationship like this. Well, where he's felt like he chose it, I think. Yeah. And I wonder, like, in terms of their communications while she was in prison, like, she, knowing he was, like, he's still quite young, probably kept him on the hook. He had, like, you know, no other relationships during, like, your prime relationship forming learning years. Yeah. And so, of course, he's, like, he's going to be stuck in his relationship with her, at least. As a thirteen-year-old, in this dynamic was that was, yeah, that was started back yeah, then. Exactly. So the way that she groomed him to be in this relationship—that's uh-huh. what I can see. Where people online were like, "Colleen Ballinger is a groomer." Yeah, because she she is presenting these ideas um, that do creep into your subconscious and get you used to the idea that, like, if an older person wanted to have sex with you yeah you might be like oh yeah oh yeah i've seen this yeah well also to get back to colleen ballinger when she and her husband would you know do like inappropriate sort of like romantic play while they were on those twitch chats or whatever Uh i'm sure it like they were two attractive relatively young people They weren't like gross adults in any way. So it's like, yeah, that's really titillating for a horny kid. Yeah, because you're super titillating. And you like don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know that you're horny. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know how you don't know how to deal with any of the hormones that are constantly blasting through your brain. Exactly. Yeah. I did want to ask you a question though. Okay. So this uh the movie that you just saw with uh Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman, like, was that at all hot? 
No. Because I was wondering if what you saw when you were younger was like, were they making it was, were were they making it hot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because Notes on a Scandal, like that was like maybe 2000, maybe the 10s. I can't remember. But that was not hot. Oh, really? Yeah. No, not to me. Um, I can't remember what I saw at that age, but I'm thinking back to, um, I did watch Lolita a few years ago. It's the 1997 version and the man in it is Jeremy Irons. Oh, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Who was old even in 97 Uh and he's, um, seducing this 12 year old Dominique Swain, mm-hmm. while he's in a relationship with her mother, Melanie Griffith. Yeah. And well, it and was supposed to be hot, I swear to God. It, because what I do remember from that time, they were like really um, kind of making Dominique Swain, it was like she's going to be the next big thing. She's such a sexy star. And I'm like, this is no- fucked up. Nowadays, man. like this is fucked up. It's like she, she was playing a 12-year-old who yeah. was being... You know, sexually she, assaulted in, by an adult male. Yeah, but in the movie, they made her like the instigator. Too. Yeah, of course they did. Of course they did. And it's like yeah, it I don't think this young child would ever put the moves on this old man. Yeah. When I was a kid, I read about the Mary Kay Letourneau relationship in like a People magazine. Yeah. Uh, because like they did an interview with her or something. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't realize that this relationship would be wrong like I knew that she went to jail but yeah I was like they might really be in love because I was a young dumb kid oh my god yeah and um what's funny in the movie is uh Natalie Portman is there observing Julianne Moore what and then she'll receive these uh casting tapes of 12 and 13 year old boys and every time you know they're just reading lines yeah that's all it's not Mm -hmm. gross (laughs) no 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 no. i'm just wondering where this is going well every time she gets one she like calls the director back and is like i don't know he's just like looks too much like a kid yeah yeah and it's like yeah because it's fucking gross yeah um but the guy that mary kay letourneau fell in love with i felt like did look old for his age Uh uh-huh to an outsider looking at the pictures in a People magazine, you're like, well, maybe they really did fall in love. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's like, no, nah, man, he was probably playing Spider-Man. And then the next day she was like, show me your dick. Well, <laughs> I've no doubt they actually had feelings for each other, but that still doesn't make it right. No. You know? I know. And yeah. so you see in this movie kind of like what their fucked up relationship and his fucked up maturity is. Yeah, because he goes from like being in high school, probably at that point, to being a father. He has yeah. no time to grow up. No. Yeah. Blah. <laughs> no, no. Just I particularly agree. the Mary Kay Latorno thing, even back when it was happening, I'm like, uh, honest, I think she got kind of a pass a lot of the time because she, she was, was the woman. Well, because she was a woman and she was cute. She was super cute. You know, you see she all was. the yeah. So she looked really harmless. Yeah, and I don't think if it was now a woman, a now or a woman who was quite frankly less attractive, that people wouldn't have followed that case after it happened. It would have been like a gross blip 
on the true crime landscape. But like, I guess after like when she had cancer, like, wasn't she on a reality show or got a documentary about their relationship after the fact, which I think never would have happened if she wasn't cute. She died at 58. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is sad. She died of cancer really young. I don't know. I feel like maybe that guy has a chance to have like a real life though. If she's dead. (laughs) I mean, maybe he can go like, well, they had divorced too. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, They had divorced. So I don't know if he was already like moving on in his life, but it seems like, you know, they had divorced, but he was still like, they were still friends or friendly. And he was very involved with his children. Yeah, he had filed for separation in 2019, and then she passed oh, that, that is in late. 2020. Oh, I didn't know it was that late. I know. 2019, that's a long... They were together for a while. Yeah, they were. Oh, my God. That's most of his life. I know. Yeah. I mean, do you ever recover from that? Probably not. Yeah. I feel like he has a chance to. Oh, yeah. Once, you know, because, once like, he's out of her clutches, there's always yeah, a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So we did put out that episode about... NT lawyer and Cassandra, and we heard from Cassandra. Yeah, she reached out to us by uh, Instagram DM. Well, it sounds like I think what we were questioning was the relationship between them, and um, and she was like, "Oh yeah, we were gonna move in together. Like we were on this track." Yeah, it seems definite that. You know, from what Cassandra told us, and we can't really say everything she told us, but definitely it seems like the relationship from what she told us was um, definitely on a track towards, I guess, you know, cohabitating or marriage. And she told us that I guess they were living together at a certain point and that his kids had met her kids. And so all that being presumably true. I like, would think we were in a relationship. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like, you know, she was going to move out to where he was without his being on board. Yeah, I yeah. think it was his idea. Yeah, she's just having a really strong emotional reaction to the way that he hurt her. The way and he did hurt her. Yeah. You know, in, in a terrible, terrible way. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just wanted to acknowledge that because we really didn't get a lot of Cassandra's side of the story into our initial episode on this. Well, and I think um, if they do take this to trial, you know, they're both trying to prove their side of the case. And we're hoping that whatever she's saying online doesn't uh, come up. He doesn't use it against her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, we, you know, we got a lot of information and we just want to make sure um, nothing puts her, uh, her side of this case at risk. What I am hoping is with her posting things on the Internet. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Will any of that be... Things he can use as ammunition. I anything, anything. Anything. I feel like, you know, any sort of attorney, especially, they'll use anything I to know, make it, that they like, can twist and turn to make you look bad. That's well, what, like, like yeah. lawyers do. Also, when you're getting arrested and they read you your Miranda rights where they're like, you have the right to not say anything. Yeah. 
is because anything you say can and will be used against you in, in yeah, a court of law. Exactly. That's what like defense attorneys are trained, I guess, to do uh-huh. because it's all about, you know, like reasonable doubt. So it's like they'll throw anything at the wall. We're not sure what the right thing to do is, but I, I hope she gets a lawyer. Yeah, I, I also um, hope she gets a lawyer. And um, I mean, I. I feel like I, I, I was just assuming she did have one, but. If she did, no, because the lawyer would say, stop, stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that's one thing we could leave Cassandra with, it's like, don't put all this out there. Well, maybe it's not a good idea to put all this out there. Maybe there's some stuff that you want to hold a little closer to your chest or vest. I don't know. If you showed it to a lawyer, they might be like, oh, I know exactly what to do with this. Yeah. And right now you're like showing your cards too. Mm hmm. The enemy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my worry for Me Cassandra. Too. And um, I mean, I'm definitely on her side. We've already established Auntie Lawyer is a piece of shit. And he's used to getting away with it. Yeah. And she, you know, with all the phone calls and stuff, like we Whoa. said, we don't know what his side of those texts and phone calls were. And, you know, she's very upset. Yeah. You know, and that's understandable. So yeah. we just wanted to, with this podcast, acknowledge Cassandra's side and uh we offered to apologize and she said uh she said that it wasn't necessary but um so but we want the best we want the we just want to express that we definitely want the best for her and I wanted to amplify this as a story yeah which now I don't know if that's going to be helpful but um I I am on her side (laughs) yeah oh for sure for sure I mean yeah I mean, we're going back to the beginning here, but from the get-go, the man makes his money lying. Yep. Yeah. That's or, a great thing to point out. Yeah, exactly. He started lying. He seems to have continued lying, and it, it permeates his relationships. Yeah. So, because he was also, let's not forget, he was lying to his wife as well. Yep. And his children. All right, awesome. I was going to ask you, if, was there anything interesting you saw on Reddit this week? <laughs> oh, just in general? The Mile Higher podcast drama, I've been sort of dipping into very, very much a little bit. And that looks interesting. We would like to insert ourselves. We would love to insert ourselves in any podcast drama that is going on. Well, we got Mile Higher. Then there's the stuff that happened with the last podcast on the left. We're sort of, um, we're casting about right now for what is going to be our next, our next episode. Uh, and as soon as we figure that out, we'll do a podcast and you'll know. <laughs> so um, guaranteed, it's going to be buckets of fun. Buckets. Buckets. Should we sing a song? <laughs> do you have a song? No. I can make one up again. <laughs> Maybe I should make one about Cassandra and it'll be an apology <laughs> song. Yeah. Cassandra. Cassandra. We're so sorry we didn't get your side of the situation out. Cassandra, Cassandra, this is our podcast for you. <laughs> share this podcast with a friend. Yeah, share that. And we're on Instagram. We should mention that. We're on Instagram. We already have about 40 followers. Yeah. Most our- of them are called 
gain 5k followers oh okay so they're bots we have a lot of bots we want we want some non-bot followers join us on the instagram join us on the instagram bye guys bye Bullshit is produced by Katie Mortorce and Nathan Lee, with sponsorships by High Noon and White Wine. We'd like to thank Mom and Dad, who are different people. But I have a Mom and Dad, and Nathan has a Mom and Dad. Well, my Dad's dead, <laughs> so I don't have a Dad anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.